This is Jason and Bear with the Geek Roundtable. Uh, all right, guys. So uh, before we get really rolling, uh, be sure to smash that like button, subscribe, comment, all that wonderful stuff. Okay, so to get rolling into this, um, there's a couple of things that well, we really want to touch on. Um, before Bear, we, I'll let you go first. Before we so, do that, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves more than Bear and Adrian, just because. They, you mean they Bear and Jason? Bear and Jason. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm I'm half out of it. Let me keep on <laughs> drinking said energy drink and. Right. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. So, man. Um, yeah, I've I've been reading comics ever since I was fifth, sixth grade, or earlier. Um, yeah, man, I've I've basically been a nerd all my life. So we're talking like G one Transformers, old school, OG, uh, Voltron, original Thundercats, He Man. I even like She-Ra. Hey, she was uh, awesome. She-Ra was awesome. Um, I, I really liked uh, out of out of uh, OG She-Ra because I mean, if you like the new one, that's fine. I'm not a fan of it. I, I but, haven't seen it just because of the art style. It hasn't really. Uh, art style is really bad. It's, yeah. That's I mean, I'm... okay, okay. So essentially, it's it's like Sailor Moon stuffed into a Shira body. It's weird. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. There. You know. There's the the power sword. You know, the sword of Gray Skull, right? Yeah. Sword of protection, right? That does yeah. all the awesome little uh, shifts and stuff, right? That it yeah. can do, right? Um. But there's no gray skull. Uh, there's no Ternia. And there's no Prince Adam. So, so they just took the name She-Ra and made it a completely different show. Yep, basically. Um, I mean, I'll, I, I will say that I really liked what I've seen of it. I really liked um, the new Catra. She had way more character development. Um, was not a big fan of a lot of the rest of the characters in it. Um, sp specifically the primary character, Adora, um, Shira, she was very, um, one dimensional through however many seasons, Netflix seasons it ran, but um but yeah i mean again not for me it's not not something that i liked so i mean again if if you've watched it said viewer and you enjoyed it that's fine i'm not i'm not gonna bash it because to each his, to each his own yeah, exactly to to each their own i i, I don't want to tell someone what they can and can't like because in my opinion that takes away their god-given free will so I'm not a dictator. You I'm, know what I mean? Um, I am. I'm a dad. 
I'm just playing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I am a dad, but I'm not a dictator. Right. I'm too lazy um, for that. So much work. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, even when I was in elementary school, fifth, sixth grade, and and older, I watched, you know, the OG Power Rangers. Man, I, I grew up on uh, <laughs> Jason, Kimberly. Uh, Kimberly was so hot. Huh? Kimberly was so hot. Oh yeah, Kimberly was just gorgeous and Trini. Oh, uh, R.I.P. Trini. But I know, uh, I know. And and Billy, Billy was really cool. So was he was Zach. cute. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just the nerdy cute. What are you, what are you gonna say? Oh yeah, he 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 was he was the geeky guy. I mean, he he was the one that created the smartwatch before it was a smartwatch yeah trust me i understand i have i have a thing for geeky guys sometimes i'm married and have a wife and, and beautiful kids but you know said glasses hat you've seen the way i dress i'm a pretty yeah. I, I i come off either as like just some type of geeky guy geek nerd or just some type of old dad sometimes both <laughs> sometimes um, both <laughs> um but yeah i've i've always been into it i got into uh star trek um during next generation which was a a good one to get into uh i've i've watched the original series the original series was really good the og movies uh like the first i'd say all the way up to Insurrection with the Star Trek movies were really good. I've seen them all. <laughs> I've seen them uh, all. <laughs> okay, so I liked I liked Nemesis, but it could have been a lot better. I felt I, like I, I, I felt like they left a lot on the table with that one because I don't know if if it was just a rushed movie or or what. I I don't know, but. I, I felt like there was more that could have been told with that story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same here. I have a feeling just because of how how Hollywood works uh, with the like on set rewrites that mm-hmm. there was so much of the original like you know screenwriters story that was just right. overwritten because they're trying to condense everything yeah. down into less than two hours um and so they were just like oh let's hit this highlight let's hit this highlight but without the information in between you're just kind of like oh yeah yeah, exactly it's like trying to connect two dots that don't have a line that connect them yeah it doesn't make sense it's it's like trying to to charge your phone without putting it on a charger doesn't work um and so, you know, uh, obviously, I'm I'm into Star Wars. Uh, I love Star Wars. Um, my, I would have to say, if I had to choose a favorite character from Star Wars, it would have to be Yoda, um, simply because I, I love the that old, I guess you would say, traditional. Um, mentor 
that a character runs into that has seen it all and has been through it all and is like no i've seen this happen before you need you need to do this instead of doing what your impulse is telling you to do regardless if it's the right thing or not you need to do what's best for you in this moment i agree with and you. and i i really like that about yoda um I, I would definitely have to say a very close, almost, no, I'd say he's tied for my uh, favorite character is Qui-Gon Jinn. Love Qui-Gon Jinn. Well, besides Yoda, he was one of the few true Jedi at that uh, time. True, well, well, true Jedi counselor specifically. True Jedi because counselor, yes. Um, right, because they, they didn't have, because pretty much all of the Jedi at that time were Jedi guardians, not Jedi consulars. Well, yeah, and but... and what and and in in that time era, in that time era, in that in that era of of story of Star Wars, right? You had uh, the the old school consular outside of Yoda had disappeared, had gone to the wayside. Uh, because they're, I, I guess they they figured that there was no need for them, and the guardian and the the galaxy needed guarding and not so much as guidance, which is kind of dumb. But I mean, I, I don't know the specifics, huh? It was counterintuitive to what they were supposed yeah, to originally. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I think it's a little bit different. I have a theory mm -hmm. that they got complacent oh absolutely uh not they just absolutely did for sure uh not just complacent but you they were trying to because if you remember you know during what was it uh darth malgus uh mm -hmm. they they completely revamped the jedi order to truthfully guardians because mm -hmm. they were doing a huge war with the sith at the time uh, oh yeah Oh yeah, and at that point in time, if I'm, I really feel like they were trying to prepare for any incursion that might happen in the future. Future, so they were mm -hmm. steadily uh, pushing people away from counselors, and of course, they weren't doing it out outright right. in the open because they have they have their tons of dark dark secrets. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just like they, anything. They yeah, I mean, they, they have just as many dark secrets, probably more, I would say, than the Sith. I mean, the Sith are pretty open to to their practices. I mean, if, if you're strong enough to learn the secrets that, that they share or have or whatever, then, I mean, you're strong enough to figure it out. And that secret is now yours. So there you go. But the Jedi are more... They're not as impulsive. They're more reserved in a way. Uh, they, I mean, it's a, both, both sides. Okay, so on that note, actually, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? So being impulsive, uh, it can work for you and it can work against you, right? And because the Sith are all about, I don't want to say unbridled emotion, because it, it really isn't because you you have to be a very 
patient individual to do what Sidious did. Yeah. Right. Because he he did he he you know boiled a frog is what he did. Yeah. That, that's what he that's what he did. He 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 just put the frog in the hot pan and just slowly turned up the heat until the frog realized oh god i'm boiling to death so which was just brilliant strategy but anyways um where where the impulse kind of where the impulse hurts you is you you can get distracted easy right prime example luke skywalker and in empire strikes back when he sees the visions of han leia chewie being tortured to find out information about him he's like okay i gotta go help him right because he's that dude right he he is a good guy he is a good person and yeah. he cares he, he cares and loves for his friends and so he he had to go rescue them right but where that impulse hurt him was he ended up getting his hand chopped off and owned by darth vader i mean if if you if you haven't watched the og star wars watch them the storytelling is just amazing amazing it's it's just simply i mean there's not much i I don't want to say it's like shakespearean because it's not but i will say that what star wars does is it follows the hero's journey formula to the t which is hardly ever done in today's storytelling so Oh yeah, but but and you know and and then you know I got into got into fantasy you know a uh, great fantasy movie that not a lot of people either know of or talk about is Crawl. Bro, that movie I is lo- so underrated. It is so underrated. Underrated. I love that movie. Like what one of one of my buddies at work he he was like, <laughs> okay, quick quick story so we're sitting at work before the crazy pandemic and we would always sit next to each other right mm-hmm. and he uh he, he just has this thing where it, to try and lighten the mood around everybody you know he'll, he'll spout out something to see if somebody catches what he says or whatever uh and he just went like lisa and i was like take this fire from my hand and he was like shut up dude (laughs) you haven't seen that movie and i was like dude you're talking about crawl i know exactly what you're talking about oh yeah and he was like and he was like fuck you bro you don't know this movie i was like yes i do man i love that movie um so i don't know what my parents were thinking i saw that movie when i was 12 years old oh dude I think I was probably about that same age, yeah. 
but you know still a great great story oh yeah definitely so that one uh dragon slayer which everybody's just like what are you talking about dragon slayer the 1986-87 version of the you know dragon slayer was amazing in my opinion oh yeah that movie was so good so it was so good a super underrated movie too also exactly super underrated uh yeah so let's get back to 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 what we were talking about and, and introducing ourselves in many ways because we keep on we have so many things that we can talk about it's it's yeah. uh, and i was actually going to say something about your your favorite character one of your favorite characters being yoda and I think he's one of mine too. And I think the reason that we like him so much is that we are very much in that old school. We are the mentors now. We are the guiders mm-hmm. just because of, of right. what we've done in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and and what we worked on. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's why we relate and like Yoda so much. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, that's just my opinion. And we'll talk about no. why we I say that we're guiders and mentors. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then you know, from from Kroll and Dragon Slayer, I, you know, Willow. Oh, Willow is such a great movie. Um, oh. And then I got into the greatest fantasy epic of all time, that is J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth. From the Sil- Silmarillion, through the Akalabeth, through the Hobbit, through the Lord of the Rings, and even some of the appendices. So, I mean, I'm a super nerd. I've even ran a tabletop game with the Lord of the Rings tabletop I, gaming system. So. I was in that game, and I was the yeah. dwarfiest dwarf there was. Yes, he if you ever get a chance to role play with this man, make him play a dwarf. Doesn't I don't care what <laughs> system it is, make him play a dwarf. I, I think I'm a uh, decent role player. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, I mean as as far as like a, a geek background, that that's kind of where where I come from and and I mean, I, in high school, I, I got, I don't want to say reintroduced to anime because Transformers is an anime, but, uh, so is Voltron actually. Um, but I got introduced to anime through a friend of mine. Um, it was, uh, the gateway anime Dragon Ball. And then I watched, uh, probably one of the best fantasy um animes ever that hardly ever gets talked about which one record of lotus war record of lotus war is amazing it is so good the animation is like top notch the voice acting both dub and sub is fantastic and the story oh my god the story is so good you, you know so good i think i need to bring that up on my tiktok i really do yeah like yeah. you don't you don't hear about any of the, like everybody wants to talk about the big three and, and that's great yeah yeah that, i mean and, and there's nothing wrong with uh one piece and naruto which i love naruto 
uh, and um, what's the other one, the other big shonen shonen one, um, Ichigo, Bleach. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, I was remembering literally everything else but the name of the show. Ichigo, Zambaktu, uh, Spirit Energy, whatever. Remembering everything else except the name of the show. Um, but yeah, guys, if you've never watched anime and you love fantasy stuff, definitely watch um, uh, Record of Lotus War. Uh, the it's not your typical anime it's where not. the the main character is gonna end up being this super op guy or gal or person at the end of the show no he's he's just a dude and if you've played old school second age D D, it is literally a second age D campaign that's that's what it is and it's pretty epic yeah um i mean it and i mean you've got uh, dark elves you've got dwarves you've got dragons uh you've got uh the old school wolf kobolds that are in there you got all kinds of various just various monsters creatures from fantasy from western fantasy specifically in there and um the main character i mean he 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 goes through a hero's journey himself i mean he's pretty terrible at the beginning of the story like almost dies a couple of times if it wasn't for the elf that wants him as her life mate but you know yeah um and then yeah uh and then there's video games obviously um you know street fighter mortal Kombat is you know for the fighting games tekken um super mario brothers uh, i play the old school super mario brothers uh donkey kong duck hunt super mario brothers two three I even had Dr. Mario at one point. Um, God, how many games did I have for the NES? I had the Punisher game for the NES, which was, yeah, dude. Uh, I had Back to the Future. Man, it's been so long ago since I've played, but I had so many. I had the Simpsons video game, too. It's nuts. Uh, But yeah, we're, we're... that that's reaching even further back than fifth and sixth grade. We're talking. I was like seven at that point. <laughs> so I have a story oh. about the old NES and Super NES. Mm-hmm. I remember this is how old we are. Or I remember going into Blockbusters and renting the game system in that huge gray fucking canister thing that they would have to unlock mm-hmm. on the top so that you can be able to put the game in there at home and renting the game. Yep. Yep. And we did that until we got our own system. But I, I remember being like four or five years old and doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd... Man. <laughs> uh... 
ah, that goes way back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, and it, as you can tell, we uh, Bear, Bear will get into his you know geek background here in a little bit uh, after I conclude mine. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty broad. Um, I've uh, I mean one of my favorite ongoing series right now and it is it is the percy jackson universe with and the you know percy jackson olympians the heroes of olympus the kane chronicles um magnus chasing the gods of asgard and trials of apollo so Read them. there is something i don't think you know about that and i'll t- i can either tell you now or i can tell you later well, tell me after you do your introduction and okay. then give I'll give you my raw response. Okay. So <laughs> So I'm I'm pretty much wrapped up with where where I come from as far as my my geek background and stuff, so Okay. Yeah. Um so as 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 you can tell they call me Bear. Um, that's been a nickname that I've had for decades now. Um, it, it, you know, I, I'm old school gamer geek, anime nerd. Yep. You know, yep. I, I can vouch for that. <laughs> I started with uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and Tenchi Muyo. Great anime. The Great original animes. Tenchi Muyo. And people are like, those came out like decades ago. I'm like, yes, I did not get involved with anime through the gateway drug. I mean, gateway door. <laughs> I started <laughs> in a completely different way. Uh, right. Uh, I, I did Japanese uh, horror movies when I was a kid and action nice. movies. Um, you know, and I've told you this, Jason, uh, I had a big problem mm-hmm. reading uh, for a long time just because I'm dyslexic. Mm-hmm. I am too. Uh, and uh, you know, I had a teacher that that uh, told me I would not understand a book. And it was The Hobbit because my dad was reading it to me when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> and the book uh, is of all of Tolkien's books, that's the easiest one to understand because it's so straightforward. It is, and uh, because I couldn't read it myself, so she said I wouldn't understand it. So I, I proved that I, I proved her wrong. I proved that hooker wrong. Uh, I read it all by myself and then wrote her a paper. Now, mind you, the there paper you probably sounded like crap, but I understood everything. And after that, I was able to read right. fairly decently. That actually pushed right. me to a point where I could be able to read much more on my own uh, right. and, and right. brought me in for my love of reading. Yeah. Uh, and have and started in Tolkien at such a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through, you know, Farmer Gellum Ham. I went through, you know, the the, the Re- Fellowship of the Ring series, the Cimmerillion, uh, Book of Lost Tales. You name it, I, w- I was I was into yeah. it. Uh, at the same time, I was reading uh, the Piers Anthony's Z- uh, Xanth books. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that series. It's amazing. It's... Uh... It sounds familiar, but I've never actually read it myself. So. 
it's a series of about 25, 27 books. And it's in a magical land, like, you know, land of Zand. And, it, mm. you know, magic is real. Not just magic is real, but puns are real. There's there's one book, and I think it's uh, Demon... I, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I'll pull it up later. But essentially, this, this guy is being attacked by these vines coming down from a tree that if they laugh around you, they take your intelligence. They start making you dumber. They're called IQs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Both uh, hilarious and inventive. Exactly. And, and that's what I love. So about great. Uh, again, you know, uh, during this, you know, I, hell, uh, I know most people don't remember this or don't choose to got to acknowledge it but i remember you know cartoons in the morning till 7 30 a.m before people mm -hmm. had to go to school and they started at 5 a.m yep. because yep i don't know why a six-year-old kid would wake up at 5 a.m but they uh, but i did to watch cartoons right. you know david right. the gnome but original cartoons everything like that uh different animes that in, in the evening you know i've, I've been in the anime community since I was seven, I'm 35 now. I yeah. was six or seven, somewhere around there, if not younger. Right. And then, of course, right. gaming. Like, you know, I talked about, mm -hmm. you know, I've been, my, my parents had me in, in, in the original NES with Super Mario and Mario and, and Duck Hunt mm -hmm. and, and the Turtles games. We had all three, or because there was a couple more. I, I had the first two turtles uh, games yeah classics it, oh yeah uh and again you know you would just play them for as long as you could i, I remember playing it for like nine oh, hours yeah. straight one time oh uh, man and i had like one life continuously through that entire nine hours uh <laughs> I, I don't know how uh, but that 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 you know that, that goes beyond the point um right. you know just trying to think you know um God, you know, I, I got involved in, in tabletop gaming uh, in my mid-teens. I've been tabletop gaming mm -hmm. for roughly 20 years. Uh, eventually got into LARPing. If, if you don't know what LARPing, if anybody doesn't know what LARPing is, it's live-action roleplay. You know, essentially just think about movie role models. You know, we go out to the woods and beat each other with foam bats and and bird seed packets and say fireball 20 you know not necessarily that but uh just to make it simple it's pretty close accurate pretty and, pretty pretty close assessment actually it, i was convincing it down you know i usually go on to a much bigger spiel about that oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh so you That's know my later time yeah i i was in you know i've been involved with uh larping for uh, about 15 years uh, the tabletop gaming online gaming I, I remember playing vanilla wow yeah you know uh, and, and gaming you know I had a dreamcast do you remember that Sega dreamcast oh yeah and <laughs> like I, I had a Sega game gear and I had Jurassic Park and I had Sonic I had one other game. I can't remember what I had for it, but 
what I loved about the Game Gear was the fact that not only was it a color screen, which was great, but the fact that you could, as a kid, you could play a video game in your hand. Yeah. Now, today, you kids that are probably watching this are like, oh, wow, you're really old. Yes. 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 Yeah. We are. When, when, when we say that kids having a, a iPhone 9 or 10 or 20 or whatever the number is up to now, spoiled compared to how we had it when we were kids. Truthfully and honestly, you're right. You're um, right. But as technology advances, so do the gaming platforms. So, I mean, I need to upgrade mine. I'm still rocking a PS3 right now, but hey, whatever. Which, by the way, I saw a gameplay of Terminator Resistance for the PS5 on YouTube the other day, and I was like, I kind of need a PS5 now just for that game because it looks great. So we're but, rocking a PS4 here. Uh, and we jerk. we have some games. Uh, and what I mean some games, uh, I mean all of the Kingdom Hearts series. All of them. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, I started playing Kingdom Hearts when it first came out. I was like 16 years old. Yeah, wow. I, I, you know, I've, I, we've been, we got this in, I want to say 2019, 2020. I, mean, I think it might have been 2020. I don't remember. My memory is kind of shot <laughs> in certain ways. Uh, but, we bought the game system, and then the very first thing we did was buy the collector pack for Kingdom Hearts 3, where it had all the games for 100 bucks. Oh, nice. Um, and I was trying to go in chronological order, so I'm starting off with, you know, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, and I'm in Kingdom Hearts 1, and I've had it for like a year or two. But I've also been in school and have five kids, right. uh, which I just finished school, just got my bachelor's. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a long journey, but I got it. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, man. It's uh, you know, just everything I've done. Uh, you know, I've I remember volunteering for different anime conventions when I was in my late teens. Just as a regular volunteer, just because I'm like, oh my god, it's an anime convention. I need to go and get in for free. Uh, And lo and behold, how I ever got promoted to staff heads and lieutenants and liaisons, I I have no idea. I was a drunk. Yeah, I'm going to out you on this one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I can attest to that because uh, he and I actually met at an anime convention called Akon. What in uh, Dallas? Not to, right. Not to be confused with the rapper. Our convention is like older than him. 
Oh yeah. Um, so, so anyway, uh, yeah, we met, uh, uh, we worked different staffs. Um, I actually still volunteer for Acon. Um, and I am currently a staff at, at Acon. So, and can't really go over what my staff does because it doesn't matter. Um, let's just say that if I had to tell you, it's I'm going to put it like this. He it, followed it, me around. Well, let me just put it like this. It might, might help out. He followed me around because I was part of Con Patrol. And I can mention that. Mm -hmm. I can mention that department. Mm -hmm. And I was yes. a lieutenant and I would handle a lot of the high, high tension items. Yeah, there you go. High tension items. Uh, mind you, I'm a short guy. I'm like five foot three, five foot four. Uh, around everybody that's like five foot ten to six foot three. Uh, so I was, it would be hilarious with me walking in the middle to go handle this issue with people that are all taller than it was just hilarious to, to probably say. But he would follow me around to make sure that the problem did not escalate further. And I did not lose my temper too much. Right. Because you, you you did have a temper back in the day, and it was a pretty short one. <laughs> um, if certain if 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 certain buttons were pressed, it was a pretty short temper. Um, you've you've gotten, I mean, with age comes, you know, wisdom, and sometimes with wisdom comes patience. So you you learn to just kind of let it roll off your back as it were so um but yeah that that's how we met each other is is through akon and which as he stated is an anime convention and i mean it it is one of the best shows you could possibly go to if you're into anime and or work for it truthfully is there might be a yeah, lot of drama sure. uh but you make good lifelong friends like me and jason mm -hmm. uh and and like he said, I I you know he can attest to it. I was a drunk. I was a very functioning drunk. Uh, I and I could drink a lot. Mm -hmm. I could drink a lot. Uh, but those are for other stories because uh, I've got so that, many that that the the number of stories he and I have combined is like a two hour talk one way. Yeah. It's, yeah it at that yeah <laughs> um but you know you know just just to go through like you know i've been doing cartoons video gaming anime uh fantasy series young adult series uh i, I follow the same series that he does the peter jackson series that's why i said i have some information on that to see how he would he would take it and i'll, I'll go ahead and talk about that here in a bit uh, once i'm done with my introduction but um you know, I, I've helped a lot of people that are friends of mine, even my wife. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, we were talking about it uh, a couple of weeks ago that I've helped her find 
herself in some ways. Because when we got together, she, you know, she liked a superhero movie and, and stuff like that. But, you know, now she's like, she's into anime. She's into Doctor Who. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Huge Doctor Who fan. I'm, 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 I'm not as big of a fan as he is of Doctor Who. But what I have seen, I really liked. Um, I can't, I'm, I haven't watched any of the other previous series uh or a lot of the series itself as a whole um but what i can say is that i really like what what they do for the storytelling it it's really really cool i also like how uh one of my favorite episodes uh that i saw was with uh it was matt smith and it was the van gogh episode oh my god love that episode that uh, uh, if 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 you have not if you don't watch any other doctor who and just watch this one episode well it's a two-part where, series it, it's not a two-part episode it's two episodes well, yeah well, okay so so yeah <laughs> just watch watch those two episodes and i mean for me that's like all i really ever need to watch doctor who to say if i'll like it or not because of what the doctor does in those two episodes amazing yeah really really good oh yeah but uh you know i've been doing anime i was doing anime conventions until about five seven years ago five to seven mm-hmm. years ago uh and uh, stopped because I got together with my then wife who or then girlfriend uh, who had kids and, and I was becoming a dad essentially uh, which has changed me for the better and I've learned how to brainwash my kids into liking anime and nerd stuff <laughs> that's, not, that's not brainwashing that's not even conditioning it's not even training that's being a good dad. I know. I love to put it that way. Though. <laughs> I love to put it that way. But, you know. I mean, it's true. Although it feeds into the dictatorship. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I've done that. And, oh, man. I'm trying to think. You know, I, I have such a, uh, just this knowledge of, of the geek and nerd from from books and comic books and manga uh i i really specialize in in anime and current trends going on in the anime community today uh and news and information just because it, it's been a part of my life for so long yeah uh, for sure I, i'm a huge star wars fan i've read several of the books uh you know from old republic to new republic to, to, to just so many different ones um mm-hmm. star trek fans i just like Jason, I started on uh, Next Generation um, and, and, and fell in love. I, I watched, you know, the original series, watched Deep Space Nine, Voyager, watched them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're great. They're all amazing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I watched, like I said earlier, I watched all of the Star Trek movies. I watched all of the Star Wars movies, including the one that nobody likes to talk about, the Ewok one and the Chris, <laughs> uh, the holiday special. 
uh, <laughs> the Ewok adventure. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I've 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 been around and done this. I was reading comic books, manga for a long. You know, once I started really being able to read. You know, I, 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 one of my favorite comic books is actually one that is not really known called Nexus. Uh, and and it, I thought it was great. Right. Uh, now, uh, you know, oh man, um, I'll have to talk about that one later. That one's a good one. I, I need to try and pick that up again because I, I, I know that they went on a hiatus for a while, but I don't know how long it was. And I think they revamped it and redid it. So I definitely mm-hmm. got to look into that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, you know, just like in, in, like I was talking about the gaming earlier, I, I also did Vampire of the Masquerade, uh, tabletop mm-hmm. and LARP uh, right. for years. I did the LARP. I, I, I did the LARP for. Uh, a little bit too yeah uh, i mean we were part of a storyteller group for that until it like imploded yeah because of someone who shall not be named doesn't matter it's um drama in anything yeah. you do in life drama yeah it it, it was just um it was unneeded it was unnecessary and i mean not to toot my own horn but i think i came up with a really really good story uh for that to to just kind of break in the players to kind of force because uh, if, if you've played masquerade uh you'll understand the camarilla and the Sabbat. Um, Camarilla are all about keeping up the facade that vampires aren't a thing. Spot are the opposite in a way, right? They're more, I don't want to say zealots, but um, they're they're really the revolutionaries. They're really the yeah, yeah. That, that's that's probably the best way to put it. Um, and if if you look at the history of the masquerade, both sides have one have have several big big like overall villains that that they face, right? And I was like, okay, so who is so? I remember this this storyteller uh, roundtable that we had to discuss what to do for a story, and I don't know if it if it's a gift or or what of mine, but I literally came up with this story in like five minutes, which is crazy because I I know so little. But you give me uh, you know characters and a villain. And I can build a story around it, right? So I was like, okay, so who, who, do, who does the vampires really? Um, who who's a big villain that would threaten both of them? And they were like, well, I mean, there's several. I was like, okay, well, what about the 
the ones that started with a B? And they said, the Bali? I said, yeah, what about them? And they said, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. And with that being the case, was it a Dagon or Digon or whatever? Dagon is like so, yeah. the the like leader or progenitor of that particular group of vampires um, who are very nihilistic, by the way. Um, the Bali are, anyway. Um, and the, the plot was for this story that I had because uh, when you run a game, when, when you run a tabletop game, and, and Bear will back me up on this, you have to have an outline of events to happen and how the players react or even get to those events. They have to make up the story as they go, right? Your job is to kind of guide them to from point A to point B. Uh, with challenges along the way for, you know, character growth, possible death, dismemberment, all that wonderful stuff that comes with, you know, a story. So my idea was the Bali had already infiltrated the uh, city that the game's story was taking in and not just infiltrated, but infiltrated the court of the Camarilla with Bear's character being the one that had been tainted by um, Dagon himself. Yep. And he was going to be the Trojan horse to really make the Camarilla and the Sabbat come together and that whole story got screwed up by this other person because it wasn't going the way that this other person wanted it to go. I was like, it's, it's going the way I want it, but whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not my game. I'm not that super invested in it. But again, I came up with that story and like, Five, ten minutes. Five, ten minutes. Because it's, I mean, w once you get the hang of, of getting a tabletop story created, once you kind of know the world, it's pretty easy to, to, to do. It, keep in mind, it is completely different from writing an actual story. Yes. It is completely different from writing a script or yes. a treatment. It is completely different because you as the storyteller or uh, dungeon master or whatever you want to, what, whatever title that the runner of the game is, you're putting your characters in a and an outline and they fill in the blank for you through their role play. So. Yeah. 
yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. Uh, you know, I played in dozens of, of tabletop games and I've ran several of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I've even helped run storyline for different LARPs. Uh, mm-hmm. for subplot and my own little hooks and everything like that and it is much different and I'm and currently Jason's Jason's doing it in his own way and I've been doing it writing our own little stories uh, for, for small books and things like that but it is a different format completely different format uh, completely different format I, I did a creative writing class where it kind of got, got through, went through that because I had to write a 10 minute scene which is completely different style of writing uh, than mm. short story or, or, or prose or, or poem or, or whatever. Um, right. I enjoyed that class so much. Uh, Sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Because, uh, I mean, as, as a you know, game storyteller, I get this itch to where I have to have to write out a story um i actually have uh like three or four chapters of a story that i started to write um i'll send it to you or i'll I'll let you read it next time we're in the same room yeah um but uh but yeah i it's it's all based off of a a world of darkness character that I never got to play. And um, so basically he, he is uh, the, the synopsis of the story really is he is a uh, human that is a very get, gifted detective who has supernatural abilities. What is unbeknownst to him is he is a descendant of hell right he he is a individual who is plagued with nightmares that really aren't nightmares they're visions of hell uh more more so um i mean yeah i'll I'll just say it's it's him being when he goes to sleep it's not sleeping it's astral his astral projection nature being astrally projected into hell and i did write a scene where he describes to the reader what he saw and all he could hear outside of this one torture rack that he was at was blood-curdling screams and the the wailing of of people being tortured and rattling chains and pitch black and just this cold chill but burning hot all around him at the same time and he's looking around and he sees this like seven eight foot tall demon essentially and he's like and he says to the character pick your victim and hands him a blade and then he wakes up you know what's kind of funny is that (laughs) uh yours is centralized around this guy actually or from what i can tell 
coming to terms with being a demon in certain ways <laughs> or part uh, demon so, from well hell. well the thing is is he he has he's dealt with it all his life and he's never really talked to anybody about it because no because he believes that nobody will believe him like one of his uh resources that he could go to is is a pastor at a local at, at a church that he goes to occasionally but even then he's just like well i mean people talk about seeing angels and demons all the time and it may be true for me but you're just going to look at me like i'm crazy <laughs> i see it all the time so i'm not going to tell you um so when when the story picks up he he's uh a recovering addict from doing really hard self-destructive things and um one of the things that that he did uh when he was younger was this is a an ability that he refuses to use he doesn't even know how he did it but um basically think of of ghost rider's penance stare at some some dude that was you know bullying another kid and yeah it, he i haven't really gone into detail as to how that particular scene played out as far as writing it or anything but uh it's he forces himself not to sleep because he doesn't want to see what i just told you yeah. about where where he gets projected to so and what? yeah i was just gonna say and that, that that is a character that i am writing a i mean it's from I, i'm i may or may not publish it i don't think i will but it's for my own enjoyment to go you know what i wrote this it may suck to somebody else but i really enjoy this story because i put my character through the ringer and he came out like a polished turd at the end of it but you know yeah no i get you so the books the book i'm writing um currently i i've, I've titled it currently right now dream wars uh and i actually plan on trying to get this published eventually even if i have to self-publish it myself um mm -hmm. the premises of it, it so so that people have a, a, an understanding of my background in certain ways um i have a lot of health complications and issues um and when i got diagnosed with certain things and i started having limited functioning of certain things i was having a really hard time dealing with it and coping with it and so i started writing a story um to to better cope with it and better help myself out essentially these people are dream protectors or nightmare mm -hmm. bringers mm -hmm. uh, a nightmare bringer will attach certain things to a, a child and mm -hmm if they believe this child has a possibility of becoming a nightmare bringer mm. and so they they attach these leeches these tendrils whatever it is to these kids and ravage them 
night after night after night with endless nightmares to where the kids get less and less sleep and the nightmares get more and more vivid and right. it makes them to where they eventually have a a mental breakdown mm. and this mental breakdown causes them to shatter in a way that they can actually go into this astral world mm. and essentially it's they uh, it almost sounds i mean it, it, to me that almost sounds like um you know in, in some mythoses you know there's this veil right between the waking world which is i mean where we would be considered now and the dreamscape right so it sounds from I mean, I could be completely wrong, so correct me if I am, but it sounds like in this story, these nightmare bringers do their best to shatter that veil between people who are, you know, physically awake as to, to as opposed to just being asleep to enter said, said reality or whatever. No, no, it, it's completely true. Uh, now, one thing that it is is that these these uh, dream protectors, dream guardians, uh, try and find these kids that have issues that are, that have these tendrils attached to them because they can be able to see that into this astral plane even during the day for at least being able to see these tendrils. Mm. And they try and do what they can to protect the child so that they don't have that break. And then if they ah, do, okay. they have an option of choosing going either dream protector mm. or nightmare bringer. And oh, okay. um, they get to essentially choose a form because it's their avatar representation. You know, and dream protectors, mm. some are phoenixes, some are, you know, elves, giants whatever and then on the nightmare bringers they tried to go more of that demonic uh scary whatever um and i i the way i've started it one of the things that happens after they shatter essentially is they start developing chronic illnesses or they find chronic illnesses that that have been masked uh, so I did this because I was struggling with my own chronic illnesses that I was being diagnosed with. And, uh, I know that, uh, you know, other people struggle with it as well. And there's not sure. really been stories where people with chronic illnesses or mental illnesses, um, have a light shine on them. Right. And with these chronic right. illnesses, when they go into the dream world, they're not just better, but they can make a difference. They can help out. Mm. This goes from everything from, you know, diabetes all the way to paraplegics. Right, right. That, that go into this world and they're able to protect and be powerful in their own ways. Hmm. And, and that, that's really helped me. And essentially what's going on right now is that uh, I've, I've written the first couple of chapters. Uh, I have the entire history of what's going on in my head. 
You, you know what I mean? Because you right, know how right. I am. Like I fixate on things, and I and I just start sure. developing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. essentially, it, it's a guy who does his normal routine. He checks it every morning, saying, "Hey, I I did this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and make my rounds. You know, by the the schools that I'm close by, and just check on the kids, right? And know what areas I gotta be in. Uh, mm-hmm. When I actually project, when it's bedtime. And, uh, you know, he's seen some, some interesting cases where there's been like a couple of tendrils attached to a kid. That means that there are several nightmare bringers that have marked that kid. Uh, He sees one kid that is so infested that it is reaching out into this world and making it being a cloudy day making it bring a dreary day and um he's 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 just in fear he he because he's able to spot these things this kid is floating millimeters off the ground because of the amount of negative energy that's tied to him like he he's scared for this kid like he's so scared that he thinks this kid might break with like in a day or two Mm -hmm. instead of the weeks that it takes for others weeks and months and uh you know it goes uh he's looking around and and he sees this person who mentally talks to him and this person's form in a way kind of shifts uh shifts in a um androgynous type of way uh, and he's talking to him and he, and he says, I'm the first nightmare breaker. And he goes, and oh. I will bring back true terror. And he freaks out and calls up his headquarters. And, and essentially this kid had been having nightmares starting the night before and started having started daydreaming and falling asleep in class. And the next chapter was the kid's nightmare in class um and how he's running through this forest and what he finds is all these monsters in a surrounding this like clearing in the woods and in the center of this clearing is a is a bonfire and by it is this lump of uh that's covered with sheets he can't tell what it is but he sees blood and then the closer he gets he sees his brother's hair he sees his mother's like like hair and like part of the face and he, his mother is a single mom mm. and and wow. it makes this huge difference and and that's what i'm writing right now um i'll show it to you uh, yeah for sure uh yeah man i'd i'd be definitely interested to to see where that goes because the 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 story that i'm writing with with my uh, character is one of the things about him is he's a a very gifted you know detective right he he's very very gifted uh with trying to figure things out and because he's so good at what he does uh he's made some friends on the force um of of his local city uh because you know they they realize okay you you are 
as advertised, right? When when you you say you are you are as good as you say you are. You're you're not just blowing smoke. So um, whenever he needs to get information about something, he'll go to them. He hasn't done it in the story yet because right now he's he's you know talked to this um, uh, this teenage girl who. Uh, given a case by local congressman whose daughter went up missing uh don't know how he just knows that she was running in the wrong circles right yeah and got caught up in the stuff that he used to be into right very self-destructive stuff like uh drugs and and all that other mess and so uh, he, one of the things that, that he still, and, and when I say recovering, uh, he, he has moments where he wants to go back to the needle. He always drinks though, because it, it's, I don't want to say it's a safety blanket for him, but it, it, it I guess it's a vice. I guess yeah so but like uh he's he's at one of his local taverns that he goes to uh and he goes there so often that everybody knows him by name like even they they know him as the regular who gets a table sits by himself and doesn't want to be bothered by anybody and he gets you know pick pick a drink he'll probably get it whatever it might be uh but there's this one case that comes across his lap that is this uh local congressman's daughter that comes that has come up missing and he and one of the first questions you ask in a situation like that is why have you why have you not taken this to the local police why has the city not put been put on lockdown because of this this is a, a, an official, this is an elected official's daughter. Why are you asking a PI to look into this? Yeah. And the assistant to the congressman said, well, it's an election year. This would be horrible PR if it came out that his daughter is involved in basically the drug trade as it were yeah and and he was like oh well shit (laughs) (laughs) uh and so he he goes in and talks to one of her friends and um you know because the the typical thing is when when you're you know, in, in the typical story, you'll you'll have those privileged kids that will go out and get kicks and everything from the seedy side of town. And uh, uh, this girl's best friend uh, is fresh out of rehab. And she comes down when he's at their house and he starts asking her questions and as she's walking as 
he's talking to her she like you know moves her sleeves on her shirt down to her wrist because they were pushed up to cover up her tracks in her arm and he's like I, I don't care about those that doesn't matter to me I just want to know about your friend so I can find her and the look on this girl's face went from like what is he going to ask me to okay he's actually here to to do the right thing and so he as as the the interview between he and her progressed he was like what are you afraid of because he he knew she was holding something back and she was like i i can't tell you if i do I'm dead. I was sworn not to tell. And I'm going to incorporate some other um, supernatural stuff in there too as the story progresses. Um, because I, I do want to have that, um, that, that dynamic between, you know, someone who the, the, the end goal for the character is for him to realize that he's not damned that yes this may be his you know what his family you know what what one side of his family has done that he didn't have a choice in but he's not abandoned you know what i mean yeah he's not alone and i i really think that stories like that don't get told enough where the the character is is having this true struggle of i i i am alone you know i i i never uh you know i'm 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 in this fight by myself and he, he's eventually going to not necessarily meet other people like him but you know with, with his gifts curse whatever you want to phrase it but with lineage better uh, uh, better phrase but um his double-edged sword right where where he is gonna come across some people in the story that will it, this other character might actually end up becoming a companion now that i think about it but uh so the character will probably end up being a priest that does the same thing that he's going to get into which is hunting right hunting yeah. supernatural creatures because you know this is like the first maybe two and a half three chapters of the story so uh once he figures out what he really is and and discovers all that he's he's going to realize that he can he can do some real good against some really evil people with it so but he's he's got to learn that he's not beyond saving a redemption. He's not a pre-damned soul. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no I, I get you completely. So, uh, see. so yeah, sorry about that tangent, guys. We're like we said, we're nerds. Yeah. So um, you know, there there's not much more I can say. You know, I, I'm pretty much done a lot uh, most of the nerd stuff I, i'd like to say that you yeah. know uh 
I'm a pretty big nerd, pretty big geek. Yeah. Um, you know, um, that's kind of for my introduction. I, I think we should take a break for a minute because my bladder's full. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can pause this or we can just call this the, the first episode, episode zero, just the uh, introductions. And then we can just go into the next one, just go with all of our news. Yeah, let's let's just do that. I, I like option B. All right. Option that B sounds good. So, you know, like, subscribe, follow. Um, we're going to be putting out more content. Thank you very much. Uh, this is Bear. Jason. Talk to you guys later.